Hello, and welcome to another episode of Fireside Poems. I'm Dr. J. Today's poem is Longfellow's Helen of Tyre. Helen of Tyre, not to be confused with the more well-known Helen of Troy, was the lover and consort of Simon Magus, a magician who put himself forward as the true Christ. He is mentioned once in the New Testament book of the Acts of the Apostles, where he offers Peter money if Peter will bestow upon him the power to confer upon others the Holy Spirit. Our word simony comes from Simon's name. The account in Acts doesn't mention Helen, but later Christian writers do in their discussion of Simon Magus as a heretical figure in the early church. In these accounts, Helen is of the Phoenician city of Tyre, then a vibrant cosmopolitan trading center situated on a coastal island. When Simon Magus meets her, Helen is a prostitute, though one of great beauty. He tells her that she is, in reality, the embodiment of the eternal feminine divine, and she joins him in his travels. In the 19th century, when Longfellow wrote this poem, the city of Tyre was a byword for ruin, as its population had dwindled to almost nothing, and all of its earlier grandeur had collapsed into ruins. Longfellow refers to this in the final stanza of Helen of Tyre, but his interest isn't in the ruined city, but in the fallen woman known to posterity by its name. Let's listen. Helen of Tyre by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow What phantom is this that appears through the purple mist of the years, itself but a mist like these? A woman of cloud and fire, it is she, it is Helen of Tyre, the town in the midst of the seas. O Tyre, in thy crowded streets the phantom appears in retreats, and the Israelites that sell thy lilies and lions of brass look up as they see her pass and murmur, Jezebel. Then another phantom is seen at her side in a gray gabardine with beard that floats to his waist. It is Simon Magus, the seer. He speaks, and she pauses to hear the words he utters in haste. He says, From this evil fame, from this life of sorrow and shame, I will lift thee and make thee mine. Thou hast been Queen Candace and Helen of Troy, and shalt be the intelligence divine. O sweet is the breath of morn to the fallen and forlorn, are whispered words of praise. For the famished heart believes the falsehood that tempts and deceives, and the promise that betrays. So she follows from land to land the wizard's beckoning hand, as a leaf is blown by the gust, till she vanishes into night. O reader, stoop down and write with thy finger in the dust. O town in the midst of the seas, with thy rafts of cedar trees, thy merchandise and thy ships, thou too art become a naught, a phantom, a shadow, a thought, a name upon men's lips.
One of the most striking images in the Bible is that of Jesus stooping down and writing with his finger in the dust as the Pharisees demand that he declare that the woman taken in adultery that they have brought before him be stoned in accordance with Mosaic law. We neither know what he writes or why he does this. Their demand is a trap, which Jesus undoubtedly well knew. When he stands up, he says only that the one among them who was innocent cast the first stone, and then once again stoops and writes with his finger in the dust. None will be the first to condemn her, and they all depart one by one, and the woman is spared. Neither do I condemn you, Jesus tells her. Depart and sin no more. Judge not, lest ye be judged, which the story of the woman taken in adultery exemplifies, is a command that seems natural to Longfellow. He doesn't in this poem judge Helen. Rather, he enters into sympathy with her and asks us to do so as well. His insight into the pitiable psychology of a woman whom the world easily looks down on, a woman so different from the Evangeline and the Priscilla and the other exemplary women Longfellow wrote of, shouldn't surprise us, nor should it surprise us that Longfellow, a lover of women, should want to write sympathetically of one such as Helen of Tyre. Let's listen again. Helen of Tyre by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow What phantom is this that appears through the purple mist of the years, itself but a mist like these, a woman of cloud and fire? It is she, it is Helen of Tyre, the town in the midst of the seas. O Tyre, in thy crowded streets the phantom appears and retreats, and the Israelites that sell thy lilies in lines of brass look up as they see her pass and murmur, Jezebel. Then another phantom is seen at her side in a gray gabardine with beard that floats to his waist. It is Simon Magus, the seer. He speaks, and she pauses to hear the words he utters in haste. He says, From this evil fame, from this life of sorrow and shame, I will lift thee and make thee mine. Thou hast been Queen Candace and Helen of Troy, and shall be the intelligence divine. O oh, sweet is the breath of morn to the fallen and forlorn are whispered words of praise. For the famished heart believes the falsehood that tempts and deceives, and the promise that betrays. So she follows from land to land, the wizard's beckoning hand, as a leaf is blown by the gust, till she vanishes into the night. O reader, stoop down and write with thy finger in the dust. O town in the midst of the seas, with thy rafts of cedar trees, thy merchandise and thy ships, thou too art become as naught a name upon men's lips. Each time I read this last stanza, I'm struck, and unhappily struck, by the finality of the final lines. 
and not because I care at all about the city of Tyre to whom they're ostensibly addressed. The ruined city, after all, isn't capable of feeling. To whom, then, are these lines really addressed, consciously or unconsciously? Who is their intended reader? Not one who would condemn Helen, certainly not. But they aren't for one who merely sympathizes with such a one as Helen either. They're just too final. But for whom, then? I hope you've been moved by Longfellow's Helen of Tyre, and that you'll join me again next week for another episode of Fireside Poems. If you think others might enjoy Fireside Poems, I hope you'll tell them about it through your social media so that they might join you and me by the fireside.